Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Light in the Ghetto. It's your girl, Bree. Ashamina, the healing artesian. And it's K, y'all. So that's not a jazzy. That's it. We had like nice little songs in our spirit with their, our name. Yes. I mean, oh it's only right that we just usher them in with a nice little tune because, as always, we're going to get to the dragging, of course. Well, of course, it wouldn't be light in the ghetto if, if we did do that. No, it wouldn't. Exactly. So today, we are talking about, God, I love you, but I messed up. I messed up. Oh, child, the title itself is ghetto. Mm-hmm. Very like, but I think it's well needed to be honest. Mm-hmm. So to jump right in, what areas do y'all think y'all messed up? Like, how can that statement be fitting in your life? How is it fitting, girl? My whole life is evidence of that. <laughs> the whole picture, the whole bombada, everything, every piece of it. There's literally, I don't feel any part of my life where I think God gave me an assignment and I felt like, whoop, aced it on the first try. Like, no, I think that my, my life, my being is a full representation of God, I really love you. But, but I didn't mess up. Actually, sometimes I tried to convince him he messed up. I didn't try to tell him like, look, sir. You chose the wrong one, and and I apologize for falling short yet again. Um, but it's just not me, friend. It's just not me. It's not you, then who though? And that's the problem because that's the question that follows. But I feel like, honestly. I feel that way all the time. I feel like every single time I step into something new, I do something new, I think about doing something new, or God gives me a new assignment, me, my flesh, mess it up. Because I'm human, of course, but I feel like we forget all the time that those things are factored in. And so my sentiment is always like, God, I'm so sorry. I swear I love you. And I know my actions aren't showing it. And I know that like, if we were to take my life as evidence, you would be like, this girl don't even like you. It's honestly like, why did I pick up the, the brochure off of his table at orientation if I was going to act like this? <laughs> taking the brochure is like, ooh, righteousness. Let me see about that. Ooh, salvation. Let me see about that. Grace and mercy. I think I'm going to get it. And then you show up to the class like, ooh, I don't know if I'm going to come back here. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be like, first day of class, anointing 101. This is ghetto. I'm out of here. This is this is not it. It'd be like, all right, guys, here's the test. Test number one, fail. 3%. <laughs> and I need a tutor. Very, very ghetto. <laughs> Ask yeah. about you. Um, mine would be like, God, I love you, but I really just don't believe that you have called me to do much. Um, I, he'll be like, you know, Ashley, you are, um, awesome. You, I made you to, you know, I created you to write, to love on people, to 
to care about them and you're going to do great things. And I'd be like, oh, really? Like, <laughs> you really think so? And then I go from like, okay, I can do it to like, you know, five minutes later, like, mm, I don't think I could really do it to going like, nah, I'm not the one for you. Not it. It's not me. And so I just, I just, I disqualify myself by my words. And we know that I'm going to get it right when I say it. <laughs> Power of life and death lie at the tongue. And that's, that, <laughs> that scripture is so crucial to me. Um, and I know it's so crucial to me because it took me a, a good probably three Bible studies to even get that sentence because it's so true. Like, the, you, we speak life into this stuff or we speak death into it. And, you know, we got two options. And sometimes I'd be a little heavy. I'd be a little heavy on the negative. And it, it's almost like God really be looking at me like, so you really about to tell me that I just, I didn't make nothing wonderful. And um, so, yeah, but I just, it's, it's a, it's a it's a daily battle, but it's also something that I am working through with the help of this community and like, you know, staying up in his word um, and just asking him to renew my mind every day, especially like, you know, mental health is important. And so understanding that um, working on it and feeding yourself with positivity and light and stuff but yeah i just be trying to disqualify myself when he be looking at me like because mm, that's not even the boat we're in and you trying to get out and drown for what i feel that because this be me like all right i'm gonna head out <laughs> and he'd be like but where you gonna go <laughs> you can't even we can't even get out the boat right now like mm -mm. mine is more so like uh God, I love you, but I'm about to go crazy. I'm about to lose my mind because I think that um that I get so deep into like helping in my care for people that I can overdo it, and then he'll tell me to do something, and he'll be like, "Just rest," and then I be trying to do the most, like put the face mask on, take the bubble bath, do all of this stuff, and he just wanted me to just lay still and I feel like I do that a lot and I'll be forcing myself into crazy mode just going crazy like I'm about to lose my mind I can't keep it together I don't want to do this I don't want to be here I love you and I'm gonna do it but I I don't know about this like we talked about last week what's the escape route what are my what are my options that's really how I feel and I just be feeling bad because he's he's so good and I really do love and care about him and I do enjoy this walk but sometimes it really does make me so crazy so so crazy so crazy have y'all ever been crazy before like felt crazy <laughs> I mean like that I feel like that's the whole experience of having the holy thing and the flesh thing inside of you at the same time is feeling crazy because you have these parts that are pulling you towards like of course you know the purpose and the calling and like you're like god i love you he's like i love you bad girl 
do Power Rangers Unite. We're about to do this. And then there's the other part that's the flesh part. And it's that's the thing that I feel for me feeds the crazy. Because, like, my flesh is on a consistent basis saying, like, girl, what is this faith you keep talking about? Shut up. Like, because my flesh doesn't get it. And it's like, no. And then everything that the the holy thing inside of you is saying doesn't align with the flesh. So you're saying things like, God, I love you, but I keep messing up. Or, God, I love you, and I keep, like, actively going against you. Or, like, God, I love you, but I'm 25. And, and... I belong to the streets and it's like the flesh is like okay so if all those things are true about you why do you keep going back to him and why do you keep doing this whole like crawl back to him pray back to him thing because girl give it up it's (laughs) give it up it's me I win you lose like and the flesh is really trying to make that the narrative and so I think that's like the conflict like that crazy that you're talking about is that you're always in constant conflict with yourself there's a part of you that's saying like, well, God told me I'm chosen. I'm anointed. He picked me. He handpicked me. And your flesh is saying like, girl, I have a whole book of things that you've done that say otherwise. And I think that's where that sentiment comes from is saying like, God, I love you. Like, I love you so much. And like, I know you love me beyond my own comprehension. But fam, you are not watching the security surveillance. You have missed some parts of my life because you keep saying you chose me. And it's like, you're not watching you're not, there's no way you saw that. Like, there's no way you saw that. And I think the hardest part is that not only did he see it, he saw it before you did it. And he still chose you. And that's the part that makes my brain go a little like, uh, what? Like, this can't be true. Like, this can't be real. Because um, I don't know about y'all, but like, my first initial response is always like shame, I feel like. It's like, God chose me. Oh my God, I'm doing so good. Like, I remember when we first were in the beginning of the Bible study and like the, we were listening to like Pastor Mike, shout out to Pastor Michael Todd, because like, that's the truth. If you're a millennial, you should be listening. Well, if you're anybody, you should be listening. But, um, and he did like the whole relationship goals series and stuff. And we were talking about this right relationship and like building good relationships and doing this stuff. And then it was like, but... I am messing up. Like, I'm not doing this right. And I know I'm not doing this right. And so there's just like this constant battle of like, my life doesn't align with the anointing and the choice that God made in choosing me. And there's always this fear that like, he's going to take his anointing off of me and put it on someone else. But truth of the matter is it doesn't belong to anybody else. I almost cussed. Honestly, it barely belonged to me. I just, (laughs) but yes, Bri, I definitely understand the whole thing of like, just feeling great. Like I feel crazy, but I just feel that that shame always kicks in. Like I stopped praying. I I don't know about anybody else. I stopped praying. Like when I feel like I didn't did something or I messed up, I like can't pray for a while. And I know this is bad and I'm working through it, but like, I can't pray for a while because I feel like something will come up and I want to talk to God about it. But I just, always assume that God has this persona that's like we're not gonna skip over that like you're not gonna pretend like that didn't happen and try to talk to me about something else and then I feel shameful because it's like wow I gotta talk about this thing out loud I have to confess this sin I have to confess this thing and like I don't want to have to do that right now because I'm gonna be so embarrassed and feel so shameful when I do it and God is really sitting there looking like can somebody come get your homegirl like she's down there tripping again I want to talk to her and tell y'all friend that she needs to get it together so we can talk and stop feeling like I'm going to shame her. And I feel like that is so hard for me, but 
that's where my sentiment of like, God, I love you, but I just keep messing up comes from because it's like, you had to have made a mistake. You had to have, but you don't make no mistakes. So, yeah. Um, and for me, and to kind of piggyback off of UK about like the, uh, the shame and stuff, I think about like his grace and it's really hard for me to comprehend um, grace and what it is because I try to um for like things of like the earth or whatever like growing up trying to you know make sure that I stayed getting good grades or like you know doing all my chores not getting in trouble all of these things I feel like that kind of translates into now my spiritual walk with obedience where like you said like doing good you know got my little devotions going got my uh my prayer life okay talking to him and stuff and then I'll either fixate on um trying to be so obedient almost perfect like or if I slip one day like how I was telling you guys earlier that I went from journaling twice a day to journal like physically journaling to writing in my phone to doing an audio message to doing a thought and then I didn't even think to do anything these past few days and so then it's like oh gosh like the world is ending like he's, he's like, like I'm just done that's it that's all I have one shot and I blew it I suck at basketball so whenever I shoot it just don't go in and I feel I be feeling like I be feeling like that's how it is like with my obedience and my faith walk with God but then I have to also tell myself, like, I don't have to earn grace. And he gives it to us every single day. He gives us grace and mercy. Um, and like you were saying, he already he already knows when we're going to mess up because it's in the plan. He, you know, he might prefer if we did it, but he knows that there's a high chance that we will. So he's calculated that into the plan. And so trying to stay obedient or or instead of, finding the joy in my journey and understanding like he made me just the way that I am and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. I think I just meshed two scriptures together, but it all, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, but like just understanding just the person that he's calling me to be, he destined for it. He knew, you know, he knows you before you're formed in your mother's womb. And so like just learning that, if I do make a mistake, as soon if when you repent, he be like, all right, it's cool. And it's us, it's our flesh, like you were saying, like it's our flesh that keeps a tally. And he like, you still talking about something from last week? I'm already on, you know, I'm on today and where I'm trying to get you to go. Um, and so just trying to, when I think about grace, um, and then also reminding myself that everything is used for his good, that kind of alleviates that craziness. Because um, I'd be over here stressed, and I and he'd just be looking. I swear he'd be cackling up there. Girl, <laughs> down. You were at a 10. I need you at a 2, sis, because you're stressing me. I don't think he gets stressed, but, like. <laughs> I'm telling you, he'd be walking away like, Holy Ghost, you better get your home, girl, because she's down there tripping again. She's at down there tripping he- at least he acknowledged y'all. I feel like lately, y'all know how when you trying so hard to ignore somebody or you just don't want to be bothered, you just put your headphones in. Nothing is playing, but this is the <laughs> national sign. Like, don't bother me. I feel like I've been praying, screaming 
yelling to God and he's had those AirPods in. What's playing? Nothing. But is he acknowledging me that I know of? No, he's ignoring me. Cause so I'm you think crazy. Jesus just up there walking through the halls of heaven, just ignoring you, huh? Yes. That's <laughs> what the crazy be telling me. Like, you know, Sally, like, she sound crazy. Put her call on mute. <laughs> Keep her on the main line, but put her on mute. She can't hear me, but I can hear her. And, and I when she starts stop talking that crazy stuff, put her on speaker. I think that that's what, what takes that, um, that disbelief to the next level, to be mm-hmm. quite honest, because we getting that crazy, like, okay, God, I'm doing everything you asked me to do. I'm reading my Bible. I am praying. I'm listening to my worship music. You said go, and I went, and I feel like my work is in vain. You're not listening now, or I feel like it's getting a little unstable, or it's too calm, and I just feel like well, what, what, what are you saying to me? Because it's so calm, I don't feel nothing. And though he's called us and he knows us by name, I don't know. Well, I know for me, I don't always fully trust and believe that God loves me through my mistakes. I feel like if I make the slightest mistake, he is pissed off at me. He don't want nothing to do with me. And he's not going to forgive me. Do y'all feel like that ever? Listen, I, yes and no. Because there are days where, like, I'm right there with you, and I'm thinking, like, there's no way. And I think it's only because our flesh only allows us to use evidence that we have around us, right? So we use in relationship with friends, relationship with family, you know, whoever in these streets, you know, somebody's nappy head son. Like, you, we're using these relationships as our guide for how God treats us, right? So we're looking even at even our most like admired person, we've gotten on their nerves at some point. And it's gotten to a point where they just have, you know, take a break and step away before they hurt us. And it's so crazy to wrap your head around the fact that that is not God. That's just not him. That's just not him. And that's not how he feels about you. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if everybody else be feeling like the same about Kanye West Sunday service choir more than anything, their version of more than anything. But I'm trying to tell y'all when it gets to the end and it be like the little mumble cry song, like, you, but I came up in- yeah, that I'm trying to tell y'all like sometimes I seriously, I be getting emotional to think about it because like that is such a short change to God to compare him to the relationships of men to say that like, this is how men and humans are. And this is how they either forgive or don't forgive. And this is how they look at us. And I think sometimes I'd be feeling like, Kayleen, you are so insulting to God to know what you know about him for him to have shown what he's shown about you. Like we always talk about how everybody has a page in their story that you don't read out loud to know God knows that page and he knows about the deepest, darkest, nasty pages that haven't even been written yet. Like, well, they're written, but you don't even know about them yet. Like, your name's not even on that page yet. And he still loves you despite those things. And it's hard for us to wrap our minds around because there's so many people on a day-to-day basis where their love for you is so wavering. Like, I think we so frivolously throw around the term unconditional love. And we don't really know it unless you know right relationship with God. And... It's crazy because I do. I feel that way sometimes. I be feeling like this man cannot love me like that. Like that's there's no way. Like you're just so ghetto. Like you're so messed up. Like there's 
like some of the stuff I be thinking, it's just like, you're messed up, bro. And he's still like, that's my messed up little girl. Look at her down there, just messing it up, just playing in the mud. Like I've said it all out before her and she's just murkying the water like that. And I just, it is crazy. He's like, huh, look at her. I love her anyways. And it's like, that would never have been my response. And I think it's even outside of other people's behaviors, you think about your own. You think about what, what somebody could do that would make you stop caring for them. And to think that like, I have touched the threshold before. Mm-hmm. And God loves you past that. Mm-hmm. Come on, Ashamina. I see it brewing. I see it brewing. I know, like, y'all can't see her face, but, like, we can see her face. And you can just always tell when something is just boiling in her spirit. Like, she's just ready to snap some edges. I got my scarf on because... My edges are safe. Go ahead. No, I just, because, so, like, while we were, while we were communing or in community earlier, and I told y'all that I was having a side conversation with God, like, I was talking about these things, because, like I said, I feel like, I feel like my mess up is that I keep disqualifying myself, and that I keep, I just keep, and like how you were, how we were talking about, like, we compare his relationship, our relationship with him to the relationships that we have with like our parents or our friends or our significant others. And that's really not it. And that was one of the, not necessarily a hard pill to swallow, but like, it was something where I was like, Ooh, you got a point. Um, because my spiritual mentor, she had said like, you know, you kind of believe, but you still think this is a big hoax. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, and she's like because you still compare him to your to your views on what an earthly father is or is not um and so like I just I was sitting here and I, he was just reminding me that like he is not that like he is he is there through and through when you got one edge one lash left when you are on top of the world or you are <laughs> Not one last boy headed eyelash. Come on, <laughs> you know, you know them them Saturday or Sunday mornings when you wake up from the night before and you really collected your memory. Like, ooh, come on, because <laughs> I, <did that>. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> or you know, just when you feel like you have you have not reached the limp, reached the this this platform or this level that you think that he wants you to be before before he qualifies you or before he gives you that abundance or what have you. And so um, it's, I just said, you know, thank you for reminding me that you have already overcome the world and you will never leave or fail me. And I think that when we our, when we, we, and it's a daily cross. I feel like this is a daily thing, a daily care that I have to give to him, but like reminding myself that he is not of this world and that mm-hmm. keeping my, you know, keeping my faith, which I'm working on, but like keeping that growing and staying in the word and just worshiping and not even like, you know, sometimes words, but just like I said, sometimes I just be like, help me. Mm-hmm. Um, acknowledging him. It reminds me that he is here and he he's really here. So I'm getting a little stirred, but like he is here and we just, I don't want to say that we don't have nothing to worry. We really don't, but I know that's easier said than done, especially Mm -hmm. 
I feel like on this platform that we're trying to reach to people or what have you, but like, you know, just really understanding that we have to trust him and that he will bring us through and that his grace is just, it's, it's, we are, we have to lean not on our understanding. That's another scripture that I have to meditate on, but like his peace, his grace, like we just won't understand it. And I think that we just have to continue to, you know, battle our flesh or overcome our flesh to become more at peace at that or with that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm rambling at this point. No, I have a question for y'all though. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I'll preface it by saying this because when you were talking, Ashley, it made me think about this. Do you guys ever think that you have a hard time um, forgiving God for the expectation of yours that he didn't meet? Absolutely. And, and, and I say that because, like, Ashley, when you were talking about, like, using the example of God not being or being, you know, what we have as our view of what an earthly parent is or, like, an earthly father, mm-hmm. sometimes I find myself having to forgive God. God, because like there's times where I want to have faith and say like, you know, all things work together for the good of those who love him and things like that. And I'll say, well, how come you let my earthly father be this or not be this if you love me so much? And then it's like, those are two conflicting things though, because if I have faith that all those things are going to work for the good, then why am I so upset with you that you allowed something that I feel was bad to happen to me or for me to experience? And so sometimes I feel like it sounds silly because it sounds like you're saying it in reverse, but God exceeds that expectation. Like he's better than any earthly father than we could, that we could have ever had, regardless of what they did or did not do. But sometimes I have a hard time forgiving him for like not meeting that kind of messed up expectation. Like you exceed it. And because you exceeded it before, I have to know that despite you allowing me to experience the negative parts, you have bet like there's better. I just don't know it yet. So like, I just be having a, for, I just wondered, like, if you got ever think about that, like I have to just forgive God for not meeting the expectation that I kind of lowly held him to. Yeah, I agree. Um, Especially because as you were talking, it reminded me of one of our Bible studies where I had journaled and I came back with a report and he had God had told me that he broke my heart. He he allowed man to break my heart so that I could become closer to him. And which the mm-hmm. scripture is Psalms 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. And so that just reminds me of like, or at least helps me with the forgiveness piece um, is that like, he doesn't necessarily let stuff happen, but he allows it to happen. Because again, like you said, everything works to, uh, for his good, the greater of his good. Um, and so that has helped me to kind of, because my, I, my heart was broken by like father figures, as well as, you know, the boy that I thought that we was just, mm-hmm. we was riding to the end, honey. Um, and so, but understanding that they're just men they're just men in their flesh um it allowed me to like lean on god um and be like you know god you was you was kind of right about a few things you know (laughs) (laughs) maybe you are on to (laughs) something i know because i know he just be looking like just looking at me just pathetic i'd be in the corner rocking back and forth crying talking about heart been broke so many times oh my god (laughs) 
Please. Carisha, please. I mean, what y'all saying is not wrong. I wholeheartedly agree with it. Like I'd be I'd be looking at him like, so you just not gonna just just help me? You said ask for help. You said that you are my help and I asked you and you you didn't come. But the way I think of it now is how my my human father, like my real dad. Okay, so Jesus is God is like our dad, dad, spiritual dad, but like you got an earthly father too. So my earthly dad, his philosophy on giving gifts, I can give him an entire list or just say one thing that I want. Do you know what he does? He gives me what he thinks I should have. Not what I asked for at all. He disregards <laughs> He thinks gifts are pretty much up to the discretion of the gift giver. And yes, I agree with that. However, I asked you for something and I used to be so disappointed. Like, so what about that book I had asked you about? No, you didn't want to give me the book. Okay, you thought you thought that the candle was better. But what I didn't realize in that time was the candle was what I needed to calm myself down and to focus before I could even have the space or the peace I needed to open the book. So when we're asking Jesus for help um, and we have those expectations, we are expecting one thing, but our expectation, our highest expectation is his lowest thought or expectation for us. What we want, what we desire, the greatest thing is so low on his totem pole. It it doesn't even meet his criteria because he has something so much better. And I think that that is difficult for me sometimes to to come to terms with and not be upset with him at the same time. So with that, knowing that it's difficult, knowing that he loves us anyhow, what's something that we can like leave our, our listeners with that they could be looking out for to let them know that, hey, if I see this, this is love. This is how I know Jesus loves me. Mm. Your your life is so. In the very beginning, when I said my whole life was evidence, (laughs) your life is evidence. If you woke up, if there was breath in your body, there was still purpose on your page. And I think that that's that's the word for me to even remember. So I'll I'll leave y'all with that. But that's even for me to meditate more on, which is that truthfully, like if he opened your eyes again that book he wrote about you, there is still purpose on your page. Your life is evidence. No matter how jacked up you think it is, he's ushering you into the life of somebody who feels they're jacked up too. And the reason why he needs you to keep going is so you can overcome, so you can tell them that it's possible. So remember, there's still purpose on your page if he opened your eyes and there's breath in your body. Now, I don't care if you can't walk, you can't talk, but if he opened the eyes and there's breath in that body, there's still purpose on your page. So remember that. Um, I would say remember that everything works for his good. Um, And so even though you feel as though you messed up um, and you look at it as an L, don't look at it as necessarily a loss, but a lesson um, because he uses everything. And so sometimes, you know, instead of getting to point B, instead of it taking 
five days, it might take you 15, but you're still going to get to point B um, because that's what he has planned for you. Um, what's meant for you will be for you and it won't miss you. Um, and so just remember that, you know, if you feel like you messed up, it's okay. Have grace for yourself because God has grace for you. Um, and that take the lesson out of it. Um, and each day is a new day to be a better day. So yeah, that's, you got it. Um, I would say to remember that he's omnipresent, which means that he's always there. So wherever you go, he, he's there with you. Even if he feels far away, all you have to do, if all you have is the breath of your body to produce a sigh, that's Ooh, just enough to let him know, hey, I'm asking you for help right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he might allow you to bump your head just so that you can create space to need him so he can feel that space. He can feel that hole. And a, a good physical sign of this is when you're going through it, I don't know about y'all, but I get chills, goosebumps. And I know that he's right there wrapping his arms around me, letting me know, hey, I know that you know that I'm here, but I'm going to let you feel my presence as well. So that people who don't really like you or who are really giving up on you, they're not just going to stick around. And if they do, they're crazy. But like, even still, they don't stick around like that. He's going to stick around at all times. And I think that that's truly unconditional love. And we have to remember that. So, yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Y'all you, know that man, you know that man that be uh, strumming the guitar and he be like, I love you. I'm <laughs> never going to stop loving you. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jesus. He's the only person I know that'll comfort you and wipe away your tears and you was wrong. Yeah. Like you wronged him. And he like, come here, little girl. Bring your little nappy head self over here. Come here. Yeah, come on. Come on, lay here on Jesus' chest. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, mama don't even do that. She's like, go to your goddamn room. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm ghetto. No, no, my granny be like, come on, Jack. And I'm like, who is Jack, girl? Who is Jack? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, they made it through another episode, though, y'all. Y'all made it through another trek, another hike through the ghetto. It's okay, y'all. We're going to make it to the promised land. Ooh. Can't wait. Because remember, your obedience is tied to someone else's victory. So oh, every- we're going to have to talk about that next week, Ashley. Don't think you're going to say that at the end of the at the <laughs> end of the episode and you was the example during our Bible study day. That's all right. Okay. I see this is a trend. At the end of every episode, we're going to say what the next episode about. Okay. Yeah, your obedience is tied to somebody's blood. You dragged because I wasn't even trying to do something. Okay, guys. (laughs) Tried to slide that in there. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next week. We'll see y'all next week. See you later. Bye. Bye.